Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who rewatch podcast brought to you by another Happy Studios. Are you afraid of the dark? Because you're about to be. This is Silence in the Library. Hello everyone, welcome to Still Got Legs, the only Doctor Who podcast in the world, the only one that is hosted by me, I guess. Um, my <laughs> name is Nathan, as always. I'm joined on this adventure through time and space by my wonderful companion, Lawrence. He's days away from being touched by an angel and being sent back uh, in time. Hello, sir, and how are you? Just a reference that just isn't relevant to this episode, but other than that, I am well, Nathan. I am... I'm a bit tired, if I'm honest. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> Just letting everyone well, in for that. Yeah, all right. Well, why are you tired? Then, Lawrence? I don't know. Just the, the the stress of the day. I feel like I haven't I haven't stopped since I woke up this morning, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to be talking about Doctor Who. It does you've, bring a joy to my evening. You've definitely stopped. There was a period where... He just sent me like a whole bunch of voice messages. So, <laughs> yeah, but that was more like a that was a procrastination situation. That was more of a, like a let me just have a little five minute breather to do this. But I know that if I call you, <laughs> as I as I've done in the workday, we are in we're danger and we're we're quite bad for staying on the call for like an hour. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, anyway, here's us talking for an hour. <laughs> Okay. It's almost certainly going to be a lot longer than an hour, the way uh, yeah. these uh, last few podcasts have been going. I think, Lawrence, we need to set a precedent on this podcast, okay. because I think we've been a little bit naughty, okay, okay. in recent weeks, okay? And it's mostly your fault, and I'm going <laughs> to lay the entire blame on your shoulders, okay? Can I know what for? Before, <laughs> yeah, before of this course. Happens? Well, no. You'll know as it happens. I okay. see, okay. Not before. Um, what purpose would that serve? That would just have to cut out me telling you to then just say it again. Because, like, 
what's what's that doing? I just, anyway. I've, I've never been this out of the loop before. You, you, I'm telling you now. You <laughs> okay, all right. Then tell me. Then tell me. You're I'm on the be edge. Ten seconds out of the loop. Calm down. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. Um, yes, we've been a little bit naughty, and by we, I mean you mostly. Yeah. Um, because this is Doctor Who. This is still got legs. A Doctor Who rewatch podcast. Okay. Yes. And lately, we've been getting a little bit um, ahead of ourselves in the fact that at the moment, the 60th specials have been airing. Yeah. And we've been taking a little bit of time at the beginning of each episode to just have a wee bit of a little chat, just give some general vibes and feelings and stuff. And uh, and I think while that's kind of okay for the 60th, it's, it's you know, it's big anniversary <laughs> specials and stuff... I think we need to set a precedent, and I think we need to say going forward, you know, with the upcoming Christmas special and then shooting hours uh, first season next year, no more of that. Okay, okay yeah, <laughs> okay, because <laughs> because I don't know, it just dates it, and then like the idea of this is you can tune in at any point, any time. You don't need to worry about like what is going on like whenever you know does that make that, sense it does yeah i hate the thought of someone being like oh my god all this hype around the new season of doctor who coming out i'm gonna listen to this podcast to like get me in the zone catch up i haven't seen any of doctor who before and then there's just a rogue spoiler for a season that's like nine seasons ahead or something. exactly yeah yeah and it, and it doesn't necessarily make sense for us to you know be talking about stuff that we're, we're gonna get to eventually you know we're, we are gonna talk about these in full so we're, we're trying to have our cake and eat it too a little bit really We've... are we are we doing are we making this announcement so that people don't email us asking for their like our thoughts <laughs> maybe a little bit. <laughs> be honest <laughs> but no 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 not not necessarily but also a, a little bit for ourselves because like i said we've been naughty and by we i mean mostly you yes um so we need to nip that in the bud but i i did say it's okay for the 60th mm. and i think you know by the time this comes out well we have now seen the uh the final of this the 360 of specials it's all wrapped up shooter gatwa is the doctor now uh, so we know how all that wraps up and i think it would be uh kind of a little strange if we ignore like one of the most monumentous changes to doctor who lore and this this big addition which has been brought in and it's you know it's a huge controversial moment and fans are going wild and there's this big a new thing in Doctor Who and it's here and everyone is talking about it and that is of course the return of Trinity Wells into <laughs> Doctor Who this is what we need to talk about Lawrence <laughs> did you like me stand up and scream I actually got up and cheered like I, well, I, didn't, yes. I didn't raise up I definitely straightened my posture and was like yes I yes. was and and you've actually while you're here use our use our platform and privilege Nathan to address a complaint you've had about people's observations oh, yeah I tweeted this from Stuck on Legs but like because I keep seeing people say that like our queen Trinity Wells has like gone down some you know conspiracy anti-vax like <laughs> right wing Fox News kind of rabbit hole sort of thing like she's the the Alex Jones or Tucker Carlson of the of the Hooniverse yeah. sort of thing all right but I'm like no, that's that's the giggle. That's the it's a plot point in the episode. Like everyone's going crazy. That I'm sure her show regularly is like, you know, I I don't know, <laughs> extremely liberal and progressive. Yeah. I I think it's I think it's a great show, and I'd love to watch it personally. Yeah. Um, of course, it's my queen. I'd watch anything with Trinity Wells. 
but uh, people are getting people are spreading lies and slander about Trinity, <laughs> and I will not stand for it personally. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I saw a few people saying she was headed down that way, and it's like, no, look, watch the episode. Don't do her dirty like that. There's no. She's never been heading down that way. No, exactly. And she, if, if anything, we've known her as a paragon of truth, delivering exactly. these crucial key points of story. She's reporting nothing but facts and truth, okay? Mm. She is the voice of the people, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Um, I agree. And, and I love her so much. And I'm happy to see her back, and I hope to see more of her going forward. Oh, um, the fact that she's back, it, like, it yes. has to be. There's no way that they, like got her for the 60th and then went now we're done now i i i hope there's more but again we'll we'll find out in like three years or whatever and and is this where we draw the line now no more yes this is i love that if someone was so like what do they think of everything else that happened i'm not even gonna say what no no nothing else we'll we'll get there uh we will get to the 60th specials uh the star beast will be on the uh, 18th of may 2026 followed by Wild Blue Yonder on 25th of May 2026, and then The Giggle will be on the 1st of June 2026. So look forward to those dates. Mark your calendars, because uh, it's coming. You'll finally get to hear our incredibly outdated thoughts on stuff. No, okay. But like, oh yeah, that'll be outdated. But now let's just talk about an episode which aired (laughs) in 2008, okay? Because that's going to be... Very relevant and topical, isn't it? That's true. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's get into it, Nathan. Who wrote and directed this episode? Lawrence, shut the fuck up, because that's my job. Okay, <laughs> that's why I asked. A little bit here. All right, Lawrence. This is series four, episode eight. It's called "Silence in the Library." It is written by the Moth himself, Stephen Moffat, and it is directed by Eurus Lynn, uh, one of the mainstays of this era. Um, I was going to read out the recording day, but that's today, and that's useful to no one but us. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on, are we, do- are we doing this one today? Just so we're clear. What? Oh, I'm doing a joke. Ignore oh, it. Oh, that was a bad joke. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was a bad joke because you didn't get it. Everyone no, else at home is cracking up. I, yeah, I'm sure they're rolling in the air, in the car or train or wherever they are. While they oh, and my, my joke was bad. <laughs> Lawrence, as I said, Silence in the Library were here. Um, a big uh, first part of a two-parter, which is big. <laughs> it's how a big ha- two-parter, is what I'm saying. This I, is... I was laughing because I wondered how hard, like how, how much restraint you had to do to not say we're queer after saying we're here. Oh, that genuinely didn't even cross Really? Yeah, <laughs> usually it does. That is strange. Usually that's just like burnt in there but uh, i thought no. i saw you straining a little bit and i was like oh, i know what he's doing i know exactly what's going on in that little head anyway what did you ask me uh this is a is a big two-part the library two-part the series four two-part the the introduction of river song which mm. seems weird like because like this is like i don't know this is like seeing clara in an episode with david tennant because like river song yeah. is like such a a staple of the Matt Smith era for me. So it's like, ah, you don't belong here. What's going on? It's it's a sign of the end, isn't it? Of this, it is. Of this point of the show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I love this episode. I mean, it's it's hard not to. It's one of, like, Moffat's, like, gems. And, like, I think it's, like, I don't know, widely regarded as probably one of, like, the the early era, seasons one to four, one of the best uh, two-parters. Um, is this the first, I mean, 
I'm trying to think of what Moffat's done up until this point. But is this the first time he's got like proper like fairy tale with it? Like a bit childlike and mystical and You could argue Girl in the Fireplace is a bit Yeah, that's true. A bit fairy tale and mystical and it's it's kinda like the time traveller's wife again, sort of thing. But what, what, else, what else did he do? He's done Blink, he did... Uh, he did Blink, he did um, uh, Are You My Mummy Boy thing. <laughs> um, that was the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah, Are You My Mummy Boy? What is that called? The, we, you, I want to say The Unearthly Child. have spaced on this episode child. before. I know, because it's, it's not The Unearthly Child, because that's the very first episode of Doctor Who, but I always get confused with that, because it's something child. The... The Empty Child. The Empty Child and the Doctor... Yes. Is it the Doctor Dances? Yes, the Doctor Fucks. It is. The Doctor Fucks. <laughs> yeah. The Empty Child and the Doctor Fucks, as we as we discussed. It's quite um, crazy they got away with naming it that back in 2005. Yeah. Has he done any of our episodes? Or is, is the moth? Or is There's the, people uh... screaming at us. He's undoubtedly done more than, like, four episodes. I don't know if he has. I don't know. I think, uh, I think that's it so far. Did he have any hand in Family of Blood? No, no, that no. was um, the guy who wrote the book originally. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know. And if we don't know, that means we're right. <laughs> if I don't know, then it almost certainly didn't happen. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, Stephen Moffat, um, this two-part of the introduction of River Song. You obviously hate it, um, but <laughs> I'm interested to know... <laughs> why and what your thoughts are you always this is like one of your main gags and it, you always catch me off with that um I no I, I like this i like this quite a lot i think it's like it's like such a perfect cocktail of stuff right it's got like a really good concept it's got like cool characters and interesting characters as well like a really interesting setting kind of going on and it uses something that i know you're a fan of and moffat is kind of more talented at doing this than I think Russell is. It actually plays with time travel in a way. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Which is, you know, something that we enjoy in the time travel show. So, yeah, I don't know. What what do you make of it all in all? Um, it, it it does play with time travel less though than I think some of other Moffat stories because really the the only kind of time travel aspect here is like River Song herself, really, and the yeah. fact that like we have these characters who are meeting out of order. You know, one knows everything about the other and then the other one knows absolutely nothing about them. Um, which is, which is interesting in itself. Um, but, but yeah, I love these episodes. Like it's, I, I would deem them both. I've not seen the second one. Well, I've seen it, but not on this rewatch yet. Um, I would deem them both a banger, but I'll, I'll save that for next week. Um, and and yeah, like the as I say, the introduction to River Song, a, a character who I, I really like. I find her very interesting. Um, so it's it's good to see. Like, uh, I don't, I'm hesitant to say the origins of that character because it's not really. But like, it's, it's kind of the final chapter. Really, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? it's the end of River Song. Really, <laughs> this, right, this is where it gets tough with River Song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was this uh, was this planned? I mean, I know River Song's introduction like had connotations to it that they'd probably had a discussion about. But like, how much of River Song through Matt Smith and Capaldi was like plotted out? I think a, a decent amount. Some of it changed along the way, and like, there's there's some stuff in in this episode which doesn't quite line up with stuff that comes later. But you know, whatever, Docky Who. Um, <laughs> 
so like there's 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 ripples here and there, but I I think it was planned. Like I I guess it bodes down to what did Stephen Moffat know? Did he know at this point he'd be taking over the show? Did he know? Yeah, true. And have this this plan, or did he think it would just be this recurring character he would he would bring up every once in a while? I guess that's kind of what it comes down to. Really. Do, you reckon, do you reckon he was laying himself like? brownie points in the interview like wouldn't it be great if we got the answer to that i can give you that <laughs> as the showrunner of the next series yeah maybe maybe yeah. anyway let's let's get into the nitty-gritty nathan we open <clears throat> uh with dr moon uh dr moon is a child psychologist he's speaking with a little girl who is th- this is a real confusing cold open like it's a little girl is seemingly floating around in a library we can only really see a point of view um, apart from a couple of times, and then it's she gets around by wishing, and all of that is being described while she's simultaneously floating about in a library, but also in a very bog standard like living room, um, speaking to a, a guy. I haven't seen this episode in a while, and I have to say, I was like, I can, I'm I'm strapped in for how this all gets explained because <laughs> I'm once again I'm clueless. <laughs> you you, clue, you didn't pick it up? No, no, I'm, I'm not not like clueless but like i'm like oh yeah there's there's little things i'll need jogging my memory throughout this because it's i think it's intentionally puts you on the back foot it's like there's a shitload of stuff going on catch up kind of thing yeah um there's not much to catch up on yeah it's just (laughs) that's for next episode yeah it's just a girl (laughs) flying through a city really we've all been there (laughs) yeah david's like yeah i see this every day don't you get this (laughs) where you live um all right there is banging on the door the dad is concerned, um, and usually the girl says to Dr. Moon that she is alone. But suddenly she's like, oh, someone's in my library. What's going on? And she's freaked out. Um, and then what do we get? Are you asking me? <laughs> There's no one else here. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the doctor and Donna burst through the, the door, and then they're like, hello, we're here too now. Yeah. And then titles. <laughs> and now we've perfectly <laughs> described the opening scene. <laughs> great <laughs> there's not much to latch onto it's all mystery i guess that's something we do <laughs> we just describe the episode we, we, go, beat now. we go through it but like if there's not much to say we just we can't just ignore that it happened oh we can <laughs> we ignore a lot of stuff that's true we focus on arguably the wrong stuff <laughs> yeah arguably uh, all right so the library yes it's, it's a library it's a planet yeah, it's a big old city-looking thing, and it's just like filled with books, basically. Now, who's listing facts? What? I'm establishing the fucking the setting. Uh, you failed to mention Nathan that it's actually the 51st century. <laughs> Stop Are you happy with yourself. <laughs> Stop giving me that look. No, you're being a dick. I know. Um, What's the issue with me describing the library? No, nothing, nothing. Um, What do you make of the concept that humans never stop enjoying physical handheld books? Okay, see, this is where it gets weird for me, because, like, the the idea of um, a library, like some sort of database with, like, all the books ever written, yes, great, okay. Mm. But, like, I mean, this is, what, this was 2008, it's now 2023, that's... Uh, 15 years, okay? 
this already seems outdated <laughs> in, in, ter- in terms of like i know physical media is important and stuff but it like in terms of books it yeah. seems like oh it would just be on a hard drive wouldn't it and <laughs> like it, it it would all be digitized and just on a hard drive because like and some of those books as well like david Tennant's like they're all just stacked loosey-goosey. There's no organization. There's no, you know, there's no filing system. There's no Dewey Decimal. It's mm. all just, ah, oh, here's a, a railing, and there's some loose books on it. And also, it looks like it's from the 5th century as well. <laughs> like, good luck reading it, I guess. The the thing that I struggle with, right, is if it's the size of a Get planet, an iPad. Yeah. <laughs> get an iPad. Just put them all on your iPad. That's how I read books. It's not. I've got a whole shelf of books behind me yeah but, but like if have you also got them in a digital form anywhere yes i do and audiobook as well Lawrence. and so so you're just gonna use that then aren't you well no i do both actually yeah, what the you way... alternate <laughs> no no you've got no. one headphone in no you're reading, you've got an ipad no, in one hand and a book no, in the other no i've <laughs> close but no i've got I've got either an iPad or a book in one hand so I can read the book, but then I'm also listening to the audiobook at the same time. That's how I read books now, Lawrence. Wait, okay? what? You might be asking, but Nathan, isn't that expensive? And I would say, yes. Wait, hang on. So, hang on, so you read the book? Yes. And you listen to the book at the same time? Yeah, I read along with the, with the audiobook. Yeah. Is that something people do? Well, by the fact that I just told you I fucking do it, yeah. Well, yeah, but you, but then like other people <laughs> other than you? I don't know. You'd have to ask them. I think so. I need people to tweet. Is that insane? I can't work out whether I need to make fun. I of mean, it might be insane, but it's just because I I struggle to stay focused when I read the book, and I find that helps me. So it's like in like school when a teacher would read, when you'd have to follow along. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes that makes a bit of sense. That always helped me focus. To be fair, I don't like your tone on this. By no, the way, I'm I don't, just, hey, I don't you like Chris... the way you're. No, I don't like the way you're like. What? What is this fucking weirdo doing? <laughs> I just. It sounds. It sounds unusual. I want people to tweet. I want to know if that is unusual. I want. This I want coming a from a man who has never read a book in his life. I've read books. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me the name of them. I've read books. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds very vague and non-committal to anything. I've read Konsuki's Kingdom by Michael Mapurgo. You just made that up. I, di- I didn't. It's a it's a children's book, but I've read it. <laughs> Great. What else have you read? Um, uh, what else have I read? I've read uh, the script collection of Succession. Okay, that's not a book. That's reading a script. That's, that's a re- not a book. I'm reading words on a page that have that's been published. That's not a book. That's not a book. <laughs> right. You're reading a TV show. <laughs> yes, I guess. <laughs> For extra nuggets, Nathan. Extra little things that were cut and removed. Anyway, what I don't what confuses me about getting around in the library is if it is the size of a planet. Yeah. And you're like, I want to go to the fiction section. Yeah. Do you like do you get on a do you get on a bus? Well, they <laughs> how, do, how does that work? They? they have teleports. Oh, and they go all around the library, do they? No idea. I'd imagine so. <laughs> You've never been, I suppose. I've never been myself, no. But there did seem to be like maybe it was just like the vague futuresque Coruscant looking city, but there mm. there did seem to be some kind of like railway thing. So I'd imagine there's like And I'm pretty sure in the next episode we see like some kind of vehicles moving about. But 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was just a weird Coruscant City, but it does like it looked like there were. I mean, they've built separate buildings and stuff. Yeah. So like, you'd have to. What does the surface look like? What does the ground look like? You, Big city. Yeah, this weirds me out. This. I, I guess it's one of them things. The more you think about it, the more it's fucked, right? Well, there's, there's straight away there's a mystery afoot because they're on they they land in this big library, this planet sized library, um, and you know it's popular enough to usually be bustling and hustling with people aplenty, but not today. Completely empty. Fuck all going on. No one here. Not a single person apart from the Doctor and Donna. Um, so so straight away there's a mystery afoot. They're like, where the fuck is everyone? What's going on? Let's look at this computer. There's no one here, but there's a million million here, whatever that means. Yeah. Did you did you notice it straight away, or would you, did you did it do that Doctor Who thing where it like says something blatantly obvious and you go, oh my god, yeah, I didn't realize that. What do you mean? Like I didn't notice that they were alone on the so-called you know hub of the universe where everyone goes to get their books and whatever until the Doctor went. So where is everyone? And then I went, oh, where is everyone? You're right. I mean. Yeah, probably when I first watched the episode, yes. Oh, but, but now, like, you're, now you're in tune. <laughs> yeah, I know it. <laughs> like, I know what the episode is. I know what the story is. I've seen it a number of times. So, like, <laughs> it's just not a thing now. I'm like, yeah, they land on the library and no one's there. That's just yeah. a fact now. Oh, okay, so it's, it's, it's been it's changed for you. Yeah, I, uh, I, I love the idea of you sat at home and the doctor's like, so where is everyone? You're like, oh, it's the Vashonarada. <laughs> Catch up, please. <laughs> Um, that, is, that is pretty much what I'm like when I watch Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, last week we spoke about um, how the Doctor, he like sometimes he like he he can assess where he is the year that he's in, kind of you know he can assess the general vibe by doing like a sniff or a lick or sometimes and we said this is rare but sometimes he does you know do the old finger to the wind situation see what way it's blowing. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it stood out to you and I don't know if you remembered us having that conversation. But it's, like, comically apparent that that happens in this episode. Like, there's a big close-up on his finger. Oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> he, he fully just kind of goes, hmm, sticks it right up in the air. There's a close-up on his mm. finger, and then he goes, oh, yeah, I reckon we're in biographies. No. Yeah, no, I genuinely didn't even notice that. It didn't occur to me. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but, yes, there's a million, million life forms here. A mi- is there an easier way to say million, million? I'm not good at Well, a million, million is 10,000 billion. So you can say 10,000 billion, or you can say a million million is whatever you find easier. Million million is probably easier, doesn't it? It just rolls off the tongue easier. 10,000 billion sounds more natural to me, but... Yeah, but then you don't get... Like, if we're thinking about what way the doctor would say it, he'd want to do the million million with a big mouth, wouldn't he? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But... And he does. So I'm right. Great point. <laughs> Great point, as always. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we get a node, Nathan. Um, the fuck is a node? I know what it is. I, um, yeah, it's a big old face on a thing. This is the kind of like dystopian weird shit that I love, right? Because this looks yeah. so ridiculous, but it's also like terrifying, but also fun. And like it can, it can basically like when it's when it's Donna later on, you go, oh, this is not spoiler pleasant. alert. You always interrupt me saying spoiler <laughs> alert. We, they're listening. We're gonna get there. <laughs> Everything we've said up until this point is a spoiler, and what we'll say beyond is a spoiler. Spoiler alert, man. No, I'm putting an end to this. You can either go at the top or not at all. You choose. Oh, by the way, this is our 50th episode. 
Happy 50th, Nathan. Happy 50th, still the legs. Yeah, we did everyone. And in less than a week, happy 30th as well. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I feel like that was cruel and unnecessary. <laughs> Sorry, it was a bit. Um, so what, what, what a note is. Is it always a face that's been donated by someone? How does it work? Well, what else would it be? Murder. <laughs> yes. What? Could it be like, is it like, is it a, an actual face or is it like a, a projection of someone's face? I, I think it's a projection. I mean, it seems to be like a, a digitized copy because like mm. it, uh, well, I, I don't know what sort of technology they're working with. It's very far in the future. So like, fuck knows what you can do, but like, like any face can appear there at any time. So like that to me suggested some kind of yeah digital projection or something. But unless, I could be wrong. I don't un- know. Unless there's like a bunch of staff hastily moving them around, being like, "Oh, that person's in today. Get the node that they like. Get the face." Well, no, they, they got want. like they got like teleports and shit, and it just like true. Yeah, it can upload a new face like while it's turned around. I guess. But what face would you have? Like, if you could <laughs> choose your node face, I I would have um I don't know. Uh, the face of Bo. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> I would have. Um... Oh, weren't prepared for that one, though. No, I wasn't, and, and I feel like I have to answer it, but I don't know. I would have um, my. <laughs> no, I was gonna say my dog's face, but that'd be weird. What would that look like? <laughs> Yeah, I know. And they'd be talking as well. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Hello, Nathan. Oh, God. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> what accent would your dog would your dog talk with, with a no, a no I, face? I have no idea. I don't want to know, to be honest. <laughs> I'm asking yeah. you too many questions. Yeah. You are. I wasn't prepared for any of this. I'll say your face. Let's go with your face. Okay. Can I have your face? Of course you can. So our yeah. nodes could do this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what it'll be. They'll take over. Yeah. Indeed. Um, no, I, I love it. I love I love the design of a silly little node, just a big kind of piece of modern art, but also looks just like a home ornament. Um, it is creepy. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. It's it's reminds me of Ursula. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me think of Ursula. No, well, I'm just saying. I did think of Ursula when uh, when the nodes turned around, and I was like, mm, I don't like this. It's creepy. Yeah, because Ursula's creepy. Because oh, of you just know connotations. Oh, do you reckon there's freaks out there, Lawrence? Let's move on. <laughs> no, Nathan, <laughs> we get into this stuff. No, <laughs> we don't. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, the nodes give us um, two ominous warnings. Uh, the first one is "Run for God's sake, run!" The library has sealed itself. Nowhere is safe. Arg, um, slug, slick. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that too, yeah. Like, how how do you, like, I don't know, write down screams and murder in text form and then say that out loud, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of fun, yeah. Just, also, like, it's, I don't know, it's a, nice, it's a nice way of, like, not making it too horrifying. Because if they played that on a recording and you're just listening to someone die... I think it makes it more horrifying. Yeah, really. but, but it, it makes it more horrifying in a PG way that you can do. Yeah, yeah. There's something about, like, the... The coldness of it, which is just a little bit more scary, I think. Let's not get started on computer coldness in this episode. Why? A very, very sad final moment for someone. 
You cannot okay. be drawing a blank on this. <laughs> and com- computer coldness is where you're losing me. Like if Miss Evangelista, the consciousness of her suit. Talking. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you were unimpressed by that. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, the second creepy <laughs> warning we get is count the shadows, which is just a scary thing to say to anyone on a kids' TV show. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All kids are scared of the dark. Mm. Every- I mean, everyone's scared of the dark. I'm still scared of the dark. I'm terrified of the dark. It's scary. I don't know like, what's in it. There's there's a reason why, like, you know, you you run up the stairs as soon as you turn your lights off so do, the monsters don't get you. Like, Do you still do that? Well, no, I live in a flat. <laughs> hey, that's a loophole. <laughs> I don't have stairs. <laughs> um, uh, when, when was the last time you, like, did do that or, like, have a silly little reaction when you turned your light off? I don't know, to be honest. I'm not that scared of a duck. But like, oh. I am a little bit. I feel I feel like I shouldn't admit that mine was like <laughs> two weeks ago. Okay. It's fine. You're in a safe space. You're going to be that. Thank you, Nathan. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, I think it's it's something everyone can relate to. Everyone's a little bit scared of a duck. And if you say like, no, you're not, then you're a liar. Really. Yeah. It's the fear of the unknown. It is natural. Like, it's completely natural to be scared of a duck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the psychic paper uh, makes an appearance. Uh, we get uh, there's like a, you know, the the doctor has led Donna in this on this kind of path, being like, oh yeah, we're just passing through, having a little look, see what's going on. Uh, but really, the doctor is there because there's been a cry for help. A, a what we find out is going to be a message from River, uh, but it says come as soon as you can. But it's got a little kiss, a little sign. It does have a little kiss, Lawrence, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. After uh, a little ad break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. Mintmobile. slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Wow, we uh, those are some great products, and unless they're not. Your- and we all love and endorse those products fully. <laughs> Unless we don't. <laughs> Unless we don't. Um, yes, yeah, so the Doctor's got a little message on his psychic paper. It's got a little kiss from someone. We don't know who it's from. Um, and we're not going to say because spoilers. But it's uh, it's certainly a mystery. It certainly is. Um, and the lights start going out, Nathan. There is... You see, this is spooky. This spooky-wooky stuff. When the lights like shutting down the corridors one by one and they, they start to run away. It is weird that they do just see lights turning off and then like shit we better run because like <laughs> it's just lights really well no because they, they've they've got the message from the node that says yeah, count the shadows i i know but still it seems a bit of, a, <laughs> bit of an exaggeration i mean it's not judging by what happens in the episode but it does still seem like an overreaction 
Yeah. Really. Even though it's not. And we also get some, uh, this is the moment where we get some lore dropped for the, mm. what I assume is the first time. Certainly the first time in New Who Classical, I don't know, but we uh, we get some lore about the Sonic dropped and what it can or what it cannot do. Is this the first actually. time? This is the first time. Oh yes. my god, finally, the Sonic Screwdriver yeah. has a fucking limitation <laughs> applied to it. It can't do wood, Lawrence. No wood. Which allowed. I feel like it's done wood, right? It's Six. definitely done wood. There's, I remember specifically the first time I watched this episode, I remember specifically hearing that line and then thinking about a very specific scene in Tooth and Claw where he sonics a wooden door shut. Oh yeah, they're all wood in Tooth yeah. and Claw, yeah. yeah. So you're yeah. wrong, Russell. So, it has, well, Stephen Moffat, but yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Does he adhere to yeah. it? Does Stephen Moffat adhere to that? Oh yeah, also? that's kind of like a big thing for the Matt Smith era. Yeah, and then it. It's like, why is there always been... wood around me? Matt Smith. <laughs> well, it's it's, uh, it's it's creative. There's a but you know what? No, no spoilers. Um, so so there we go. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, I like I like this. But again. you but no but you hate the Sonic like famously. So I I thought you'd appreciate the fact that it's being given a, a little bit of a nerf here. I do appreciate it, uh, and I will see, you know, I'll now be sticking to that. That is established law, and Doctor Who famously never changes or breaks law. Never. So we will see. And when it forward. does and when it does change law or, or introduce new law, everyone is very normal and, and not at all <laughs> angry about it. There's definitely not, like, five-hour video essays published the next day about said thing. There is actually a five-hour video essay on Doctor Who. It's quite famous. Um, oh, has is, is that got a big picture of Jodie Whittaker era on yeah. the thumbnail? I've seen that so many times. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not watching this. I can't bring myself. I don't know if it's good or bad. It's measured. <laughs> it's 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 fair and measured. I still think making a five hour video is a bit extreme, but yeah, but it is what it is. <laughs> Especially making a five hour video about something you don't like. Yeah. So like, but but I, I feel the, the, the thing is like they do like yeah, they do like Doctor Who, which is why they feel quite strongly about yeah. that particular area. And when by the time it comes to it, we'll be making about twenty ish hours of content about it i guess so. well that's true we we every week we talk uh for around about usually they seem to be about an hour 45 now yeah. on a 45 minute episode which is <laughs> double and then some the length of the episode listen we provide insight okay <laughs> really serious stuff like when was the last time you were afraid of the dark <laughs> yeah um no i, I like this moment because it means that like the, yeah, the Doctor has met a limitation, but good old classic human Donna just <laughs> pushes him out of the way and boots the door down. Yeah, what, what else? It's, it's the perfect solution, really. Yeah. The Sonic's not working, fuck it, a bit of human ingenuity, human elbow grease, kick that door down. That's what Donna's going to do. It kind of reminded me of um, Poison Sky when like the Doctor is just kind of like, I have no idea what to do, and Sylvia just comes out with an axe. Like, There's a pretty yeah. clear answer here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, makes sense to me. Yeah. Oh, it's deadlocked. There is literally no other way into it. All right. I mean, that acts. <laughs> other than all the other human beings that have to get to places without a sonic screwdriver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she just gives uh, it a wallop and uh, down it comes, which is uh, great. And now we finally get, we're, we're somewhat full circle with the opening. Um, we have pretty much no answers to any of the questions we had during the opening, but we see that they have kicked the door down uh, and... Nathan, who is who is Charlotte? What happens to Charlotte in the library? She's like a little ball. 
Which is like a little robot ball drone sort of thing. <laughs> you know those things that you shake and it like gives you an answer? The eight balls? <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar with them. She's yeah. like that. I don't think she is like that. <laughs> they are very specifically like eight balls. Like <laughs> they have a very specific look and design to them. She's not like that at all. I guess she's like that in the sense that they're both round. No, but, they, but that's they really... literally where their where their differences begin and end. No, but there's like a little like a red ticker of of, of text that comes up when she's chatting. Oh, so you got one of those magic eight balls that has a screen and it just and it scrolls text across it. What do they it? what do they normally have? Like they have a little thing that swirls around in that weird goo. Uh, I think I'm misremembering an eight ball. I don't think you know what an eight ball is, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're making this whole thing up. No. Um I care a lot about this little um this little security camera though the second <laughs> why no because it's because it's it's one of them things if you give like an object permanence like if you if you get like it, it's a little thing right this sounds so ridiculous right they've they've personified it yes they? yeah and and yeah. <laughs> we we for some reason in my house we always name the toys that we give to our dog i don't know why right okay and it just makes it really sad when she breaks one and i have to throw it in the bin and i'm like goodbye fluffles the dinosaur like it just there's something because I've given it a name and now it hurts. To, to well, that's your go. fault. <laughs> you shouldn't have given it a name. I know, especially if you know what your terrorist of a dog is like. <laughs> she's not. She means well. <laughs> no, she's gonna go to the pound. Leave her alone, you bully. <laughs> your dog's a node. You can't talk. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, a big creepy astronaut arrives, Nathan. Several. Several. But firstly, we get a big, you know, big kind of astronaut figure moving through the mist. Quite spooky. Might be a threat. It's not a threat. No, it's River Song. It is, it is River Song. <laughs> um, is now a good point to crack open my Miss Evangelista actress lore? <sighs> I was afraid of this. Um, <laughs> no, we'll save that for Miss Evangelista's scene. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe... I think now's a good time to crack open River Song Law. <laughs> no, I think there's time for that later. <laughs> you don't. Okay. You don't want to? <laughs> no, I'm just, fi- I'm just fighting you for no reason. Sorry. Okay. Uh, um, Nathan, there's a bunch of astronauts here. They're on an expedition um, leading to. Are they astronauts? Well, I, I mean, they're in their little spacesuits. I guess they are spacesuits. I don't think of them as astronauts, really. But... What, what do they say? They say we've got breathers or something. They, they they see that Doctor and Donna haven't got spacesuits on. Yeah, so and they, they're breathing. Yeah, but did they? Ugh, I don't know. I'm trying to work out like what else did they say about like space kind of stuff? They they there's an escape pod. They arrive there on a, like a little ship. At one point, the Doctor says, "I'm sort of in space," when he's very clearly not. Does he? Yeah, when he's on the TV. Oh yeah. But that's in space, isn't it? To where she would like when you when someone could be on no. Mars, and I would say they're in space. But they're not. They're on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> you could. You're, that's the exact same thing as you being on Earth. Yeah, I see what you mean. You're, but like from my perspective, I'd have to go to space to get to. But Mars. then from their perspective, you're in space. It's the same. I, I thing. would be from their perspective. No, no, space is in between you. You're not in space. You're on Mars. 
Uh, yeah, I guess I'm just trying to think if I go to someone's house, like, and then I have to get on a train. I'm not, when I'm on the you're train, not on the I'm train. not there. Yeah. No, you're at my house. <laughs> and I'm on the train. No. <laughs> I don't understand, but fine. <laughs> um, the doctor hates archaeologists. He gets a bit scared and his worst fear is, is, is realized when they realize that they're on an expedition. Um, I, love I don't that. think he gets scared. No, but he's not scared, but he's like, you know, when you see something coming and you're like, you don't want it. And you're like, oh, no, 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 please don't tell me I have to deal with these kind of people. More annoyed than scared. He's not like, <laughs> stay away. <laughs> no, archaeologists. <laughs> you know, but yes, he, he has that fun line. I'm a, I'm a time traveler. I point a laugh at archaeologists, mm. which is, which is true. That makes sense because they it's can rude, just be like, know. well, <laughs> but like, they're all like, oh, this bone, where did it come from? What's his backstory? And he'll be just like, hold on, give me five minutes. His name was Larry. He was a computer salesman from Jupiter. Yeah, but they don't so. have a time machine. That's not yeah, their well, fault. Yeah, well, that's why he's pointing and laughing at them. Yeah, he's just smug. It's not like a a, big... I'm better than you. It's just I have the tools to be better at your job than you do. He's a big space bully. He is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, nasty. Um, I quite like about this scene, and I don't know if it's just because like the performance is like, flirty and normally the doctor is the biggest personality in a room yeah. um but i love that immediately uh river song is kind of an equal to the doctor as soon as she takes mm. her helmet off she's very much like a this is as much my space as it is yours which yeah. is rarely the case she commands for the room yeah, it, yeah yeah for definitely yeah um she's like throwing little one-liners out um she has that great line about you know the doctor saying bet your life and she's like yeah always and it's, mm. I don't know, the Doctor feels, it, it. knowing where the story goes, and we won't say here, but knowing spoilers. where it, yeah, spoilers, um, but knowing where it goes, it makes, like, a lot of sense that the Doctor is a bit speechless and a bit lost for words, which is quite S- fun. Speaking of spoilers, I think this episode and this storyline popularised the term spoilers. You may just be right. I think it did because it wasn't really a thing before that. Like, it, it may have just been the fact that I was young and hadn't really heard of it, but I mean, it hadn't. This this is my first sign of sort of memory of that term, and like, it was definitely a term before that. I'm not saying Stephen Moffat invented the term spoilers, <laughs> but I do think it kind of like popularized it to like a because spoilers is it's like just common sort of knowledge. It's, now. it's, it's the like, only word you have to say to be like shut up. You, everyone knows what it means instantly yeah. it's like it's just that sort of offhand thing and i do think this uh storyline kind of popularized that i think you might be right yeah i'm trying to think of like any other big things that came before like 2008 that would have <clears> had it but i get it kind of is like the perfect time because the internet is slowly becoming a place of like fandom where where fans go to look yeah. at cool stuff and i guess it's like yeah i think you might be right i've never considered that <gasps> Um, what do you make of the concept of the Vashta Narada? Uh, I like it. I like how... I, I think I say this every time fucking Stephen Moffat writes an episode, but he, it's, it's the ability to take like a very normal thing and make it scary. Like the... Which he's, he's so good at. Like he... 
you know, it's it's just that thing we see literally every fucking day. Just the the particles of dust in light in sunbeam lights, and it's like it's, that fucked me up. That line, <laughs> yeah, because you you see it all the time. And I remember as a kid being like, "What is this? Like, what what is it?" Because when the sunbeam's not there, there's nothing there. I can't feel it, but mm. now because the sun's shining through the window, I can see all this dust. I'm like, surely my house is a nice filthy, but it is apparently. Um, no, Nathan, it's Vashta <laughs> But yeah, no, it's the Vashta Narada. It's, it's, it's that concept of taking something ordinary and everyday and something that everyone knows and turning it into something sinister and something that can eat you and turn you into a big skeleton. Scary. This is what they did with um, uh, Blink as well, right? They, they, yeah. they, Stephen Moffat presents something that you see, you know, especially like I lived in London at that time of my life so whenever i was like actually in central london looking around like if i was on a little trip or whatever you thought nelson was gonna hop off his column i did and just i I would stare them out and i'd like (laughs) i'd I'd be a danger to myself probably crossing roads looking in the opposite direction but like i mean those big lions in trafalgar square they're just uh, terrifying yeah they get up (laughs) no the, the ones that freaked me out the most were the ones that were on top of buildings looking down at me and gargoyles and stuff. Yeah, because they're harder to look up at. I can look. Yeah. I can watch the lion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. But it, it, it <clears throat> introduces this this like you say an everyday thing and just goes. How can I fucking terrify children? Yeah. With, with this ordinary thing. A hundred percent. And and it's quite spooky. Mm. It's it's like um the way it just like you know a, a bit of a spoiler but not really because we're talking about the episode but like the way it can just. I'd eat the flesh of anything in just like a second or whatever. And mm. it's just, oh, now you're bones. And what, there's there's a line that like the doctor said, I think he says it twice in the episode. And I don't know, it's just a clever, clever bit of writing that is is like, it does, it makes it seem more tangible and more possible. It's yeah. That he, Donna says like, what, in every shadow? And he goes, not every shadow, but any shadow. But any shadow, yeah. And it's like, oh, why would you do, that's, that's more fucked. Because now I yeah. think there's a chance I could survive it. <laughs> yeah, now you can walk through some. But yeah, then, oh, but I don't but know. Any one of those exactly, any one of those ones you walk through, it could turn you into just a bag of bones. So it's, it's not fair. Yeah, spooky stuff. It is. Um, there's a bit of bullying going on. Miss Evangelista is is seemingly of no use to anyone. Yeah, she got. Um, blown out of the toilet i guess or something <laughs> yeah right so, so again, yeah. did she get the wrong room or did the toilet shoot her out no no i think she got the wrong room they okay. say she missed that she mistook the the toilet for the airlock so oh, i see okay i guess she was going to the toilet in her full spacesuit though because otherwise she'd be dead oh yeah that's so, true <laughs> yeah, so that's at least she was smart enough to do that i guess to have that foresight just in yeah. case i'm wrong again yeah. i'll wear my spacesuit. maybe she just like for just better to be <laughs> safe than sorry she just stays in it the whole time <laughs> yeah. just, the entire fly is just like i'm just gonna stay in this and uh and i think it'll work out better for everyone that way yeah okay. i mean it, it works it saves her life twice well maybe she's not as stupid as everyone else thinks well We'll yeah. see. We'll I, see. I thought it might have been one of them scenarios <laughs> where, like, you know, on an airplane, if you go to the loo and then you, leave, or a train, and then you push the flush button and it goes, and it like it's the world's never, quickest flush. Never go to the toilet on an airplane. I don't do it. Never. 
Hang on, how fl- how long was your how long was your flight to Greece? About three hours. Oh, okay, so you could you could hold hold it then. Could you? I held it on a flight to New York as well. Oh, so I had a mini shower on my flight to New York. How the fuck did you have a shower? <laughs> Firstly, I was skinnier oh. than I was than I am now. <laughs> okay. but, but secondly, I got in and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm sat there. I'm shoulder to shoulder. We're packed in like sardines, and I'm like, yes. I stink like you just you know, you know when you just know i fucking smell yes and so i like was like right i've got to address this because i can't even relax myself i just feel bad yeah. for these poor people so i went why did just, you smell I, I don't know I, I guess i was in the airport for a while or maybe i was just a dirty teenager <laughs> just a smelly teenager yeah boy. just woke up and i was like i'm gonna get on a six hour flight and not shower first <laughs> yeah. um but yeah no I, then i kind of had to like they had it was, oh, it was so gross it was like with hand soap and i was like giving myself a proper Ugh. wash um, and then I had like the the toilet paper to like dry myself off a little bit, um, and then and then kind of it was almost all futile because I just put the same t shirt back on and went back. <laughs> That's so, awful. Well, I, did, I didn't have any other option, but I like I, I need to do something. Even if I I feel better, I'll sleep I'll sleep better knowing I tried for these poor. I feel sorry for whoever was next to you, man. Same. I I really did. I smelled. I was bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's awful. But yeah. yeah. So no, I she have didn't been get on sucked a... out. I have been on a 12-hour flight, and I did um, use the toilet then. Number one or number two? Uh, Number one, almost certainly. Not number two? No, I wouldn't do that on a plane. 12 hours, though. No, I can can go a few days. (laughs) They call him Nathan the Clog (laughs) Bauer. This is so gross. What a horrible thing to to talk about. Um, anyway, anyway, the point I was saying is Miss Evangelista is being bullied. Um, I don't know if modern day context has like made it a little bit hard to like sympathise with the victim of the piece here. I think I, I didn't even know about this until you <laughs> you told me. Like, I think it was when we was doing this podcast at some point. Um, I think I said I'll, I'm excited to talk to you about that in about a year. Yeah. Um, and here we are. Um, so Elon Musk's wife, or ex-wife. Ex-wife of two occasions. Yes. Oh, wait. They, wait. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'm not wrong. <laughs> okay. So so they got married, mm-hmm. broke up, divorced, mm-hmm. and they got married again? Yes. And oh, then, my God. And then divorced and again. And then broke up and divorced again. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. How many wives has Elon Musk had? Uh, too many. But I think that's part of his vibe, isn't it? He wants to be like yes. one of those cool guys with loads of wives. Well, <laughs> no, like I'm... Henry VIII. No, <laughs> I don't think that's when when you say a cool guy with lots of wives. I don't think people mean lots of ex-wives. I think <laughs> I mean like some kind of Mormon scenario. Yeah, but that's that's their part in it though, isn't it? He he's being like I'm being going to be really cool and have loads of wives, but then they divorce him cuz he sucks. <laughs> yeah. But doesn't she suck? I've heard she's not a great person. Yeah. Oh, she sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Cool. Glad but, we got that out of the way. And I'll, I'll only do a brief bit on why she sucks. But the other okay. thing that blew my mind, I seemingly every time I Google this woman, I find out new law. New, oh new Tallulah Riley law that just blows my uh, fucking mind. All right, let's 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 do Tallulah talk. Let's, let's break it down. Let's find out what's going on. Lawrence, do enlighten us all with uh, Miss Evangelista's sins uh, the skeletons in her closet she as it were. she is currently uh engaged 
to another Doctor Who actor. Let me guess who. Please. Season three side character. Okay. okay. Well, you just ruined my joke. Did again. you say okay. William Hartnell? <laughs> yeah, I was going to go through all of the doctors. <laughs> one by one. <laughs> that would have been a while. I know. Uh, season three side character. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, first half or last half? Uh, I gen- I think we might be slotted somewhere in the middle. Okay, season three side character family of blood, perhaps yes. Baines. <laughs> no, um, Baines's friend, the the little boy, the little boy, the little boy, <laughs> Thomas Brody Sangster, otherwise known as the Love Actually kid that doesn't grow up. Oh my god! But he he does grow up. It's one of those. He does, but he's still he's still you know youthful. Sure, he just looks okay. more stretched out. <laughs> okay. um, so she's yeah. married to the little boy. She's engaged to him. Yeah. Um, oh, she's engaged to the little boy. I do apologize. Which is very strange, just knowing how young Tim looked in season three versus how she looks in season four. Yeah, but that was fifteen years ago. <laughs> that, but yeah, but they've aged. In the same way, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, Tim didn't there's... get older. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like he's seven and she's thirty-two. It's true. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just found that very strange. Um... Lawrence is part of the age gap police, I guess. <laughs> oh no, a fifty-year-old is dating a thirty-two-year-old. Fucking arrest them now. <laughs> Call the police. Um, Grow up. No. I. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Tallulah Riley urged ex-husband Elon Musk to buy Twitter and then delete it. Uh, and she promised to join him in the fight against wokeism. Oh my god! Oh god what does that no. mean? What like what nothing? Does... <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It's just a made up. It's not. It's not a made up word. It's a word which has been termed and transformed into a fucking buzzword to to make everyone afraid, so that they can fucking just sell whatever fucking <laughs> grift they're doing this week, man. <laughs> Uh, Nathan, the pair met in 2008. uh, So Tallulah Riley met Elon Musk, presumably in the same... No, probably a year after she filmed this episode. Um, How long do you think Elon Musk waited before popping the question? (laughs) The fact that you're asking that question, (laughs) it makes me seem like it'll be like, uh, like a few months, like two months or something. Ten days. Oh my fucking God, what? <laughs> and also, that, uh, that wasn't like 10 days from a first date, that was 10 days since they met. He is such a fucking <laughs> loser. He is just the absolute biggest... Fu- Have you seen that interview recently that he did, where like, oh. <laughs> like he was on stage and someone was like, so all these advertisers are leaving Twitter and like... <laughs> they're saying it's all because of you, because of your anti-Semitic nerfs, and you, you've changed the platform into the, just a horrible place which just breeds the worst kind of content. And he's like, the people will have their say. And the people being <laughs> Earth. And the people are Earth. And he's like, what? <laughs> it's like, you're not answering any questions. He looks deranged he, in that interview. He does. He's far... He's, oh, what a fuckhead. What an absolute fucking weird cunt of a man anyway whatever i've I've never seen someone less suited to be as rich and prolific as they are than him no Um, no anyway quick quick title thing she uh she complained that social media was a a scourge on modern life uh she said she'd do anything to help him fight the wokeism and that america has gone in all caps insane nathan um i mean it has 
Yeah, yeah. She's, but like, but like, not in the purely, way she thinks. No, it's gone insane because of people like him <laughs> and her, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, let's 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 move on from her. The world has gone insane as well. It's not just America. Like fucking hell, this place is just as bad. Yeah, my god. Um, I, th- I think we're just as bad. We're just smaller. Country. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, well, well, that was horrible. <laughs> I just look. We, <laughs> I'm not enjoying the fact that we've had to do two episodes where we have to do damage control. Yeah, um, but you know, this part of the fun, isn't it? Looking back and just being like, these people suck now. Well, let's talk about someone who doesn't suck. Let's okay. talk about River Song, Lawrence. Okay, I will talk now, about River Song. What are your thoughts on River Song as a character, Lawrence? I like you her. Hate her no, stop. <laughs> I I love her. Right, I love her. Um, I'm not like super familiar with all of her arc because it it is spread out, you know, across a, a few more seasons to come. And I'm not entirely Ooh, spoiled. No, yeah, but I'm not like entirely. I'm not like entirely clued up on how everything kind of comes to a close with her. Yeah, but I love the concept of. Like it, this is bound to happen, right? This is ba- the Doctor is bound to have a connection with someone who mm. he only sees in intervals, and and just the fact that it's kind of like, you know, he's going one way, she's going the other. Um, it just adds it, what like what an interesting dynamic it can add to two people, and what like an interesting, you know, often the times um, rom coms can have like a hook, like yeah, about time has the time travel hook and everything else, and there's there's. Sometimes there'll be like a, a little extra gimmick thrown in to make a rom com more interesting, and like this is that to a T. It's just two people yeah. with a great dynamic going on. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you, as the episode goes on, we're like kind of drip fed little tiny nuggets of information about River. She's very mysterious mm. at that point. We know next to nothing about her. But then slowly pieces start to form and, you know, for the Doctor himself, he starts to realise, like, she's got a whole little TARDIS-shaped book, which is seemingly full of his life. Just, that must be, like, fucking weird to to come across. <laughs> she's like, oh, Crash of the Byzantium, have we done that yet? That's a little bit of a sizzle for stuff to come. Oh, <laughs> sizzle! A little bit of sizzle there. Um, but yeah, she's got this whole book, and then later we find out she's got a sonic screwdriver. She's got his sonic screwdriver. It's not like she just fucking picked one up at like space fucking Asda or whatever. She like fucking <laughs> she's she she's got his screwdriver. So we're like, how she, and even he's like, what the fuck is going on here? What's and this? Yeah, she's got Jack's gun. Yeah, right. is this Jack's gun? Is this actual Jack's gun? It is Jack's gun. Russell has confirmed it. Or Stephen has confirmed it. One of them confirmed it. Fuck. Okay, that's quite cool. The idea was that at some point in the future, you know, she's spent a lot of time in the TARDIS. Jack left that in the TARDIS. She just picked it up and she's like, I can use this. I like this gun that just makes holes in things. Makes big square holes. So, Um, Can we do a bit of prop talk? What prop would you like to talk about, Lawrence? Uh, an incredible for for a child for a, for a youthful Lawrence uh, one high point and one low point of my childhood. Um, high point. This is my favourite sonic screwdriver design. What rivers to date? Yeah, my favourite. Okay, really? Yeah, one that it, it it's just a, looks like tens, but a bit like 
extra a bit nobblier and i like that it's 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 a little bit shorter i like that it's got like a ring on it so you can like kind of put your little finger through it and hold it more securely i love all of it mm. it's it's a great like cuz i i like the 9 and 10 design of the sonic but it is it is a bit boring yeah it's a little bit just i don't know it feels a little first drafty whereas this feels like it's this feels like the tool of a time traveler. This feels like it's aged, it's scratched to fuck. Like, I don't know, there's something about it, and, and it's somewhat unique. I, I quite enjoy this this prop. Okay, okay. Um, I'm indifferent to it, I guess. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> Sonic. Yeah, Sonic. It's, I, I think the thing that I don't like about it is it's, kind of, it's very much like modeled as like a kind of evolution of the, t- the, the ninth and 10th Doctor's Sonic Screwdriver. But by the time the doctor actually gives it to her, the sonic screw his sonic screwdriver looks nothing like that. So like, yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's, it's just one of them things that like it, as the show aged, yeah, right, it's impossible. Like it worked yeah. To, yeah, exactly. You'd have to like predict the future to <laughs> such an extent. It, but yeah, I don't know. It's strange. Yeah. Um, the low point of my childhood was you know how often <clears throat> I'll talk about um, and you'll make fun of me for being able to get all these little prop toys um yeah because you were a, a rich kid who grew up in your little castle on the hill <laughs> off to the local Lorimers when the yeah. when the products drop you keep saying Lorimer, i don't think this place exists it exists i've never heard of it man it doesn't exist anymore i'm pretty sure they shut down it um, doesn't it never existed anywhere it's not a fucking <laughs> national chain that's for sure oh yeah but, all right, but it was my local maybe your local fucking neil patrick harris and his little fucking <laughs> Wonder no, Emporium Nathan. Little Toy no, Store. No, oh, not allowed. <laughs> we'll spoil it. We'll sizzle for we'll three s- years' time. <laughs> Stop sizzling. Ah, love and spicy. Welcome. <laughs> it's not bad. It's actually quite good. <laughs> um, but yeah. you, you do look like that fucking doll. So we established <laughs> that. You do Stook, like Stooky fucking Bill. Stooky Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking spitting image of Lawrence. <laughs> ah, Stooky Lawrence. It's my unfortunate head shape. I've got a bit of, a, I've got a bit of like an aubergine head. It's the uh, little cheeks and the little smile. Right? It's the fucking it's the spitting image of you. Very good. Um, anyway, the low point. Um, this book of the TARDIS book. I wanted. What it. book are we on about? Now? The TARDIS book, Nathan. The spoiler. Diary. Oh, River's Diary. River's Diary. Yeah. I fucking wanted this book. I mean, you can get it. You can just go on Etsy. Yeah, but it. but I couldn't at then because I was like, well, yeah, I don't know fair. how old I was, but I was young and I wanted it and I wanted it like from a shop. I also wanted the Journal of Impossible Things and I couldn't ever get that. Well, it wasn't real. <laughs> I, know, I know, but it like... <laughs> what do you mean? Like you just wanted like the the actual like journal filled with all the like the scribbles and the stories and stuff. Not even or... to read it, but to like have my little prop collection complete. Like I wanted to, yeah. I, I liked all these little... Kind of... When you say prop collection, you mean toys. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but they used to be great back in the day, right? The, the 9 and 10 was almost like a replica, that toy. It was like, you know, a bit cheaper made, but it looked very good. What do you mean? The 9 and 10, like, mass toy that they put out for the Sonic was pretty one-to-one with the actual prop. It does today. My Sonic looks very good. How did they progress? My Jadoon scanner was pretty one-for-one as well. Hmm. Anyway, I couldn't I don't find. Know what, the... I don't know. I don't know what point you're trying to get at here. <laughs> like, just because, like, yeah, they're, they're not just toys. I mean, they are toys, but they felt like that was my Sonic screwdriver. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know why? Because you was a kid. Because <laughs> you was a kid and you had toys. <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, yeah, I couldn't find the book. Um, Nathan, one of the crew is ringing the library data core. Um, so it's time to check in on this strange little girl. Uh, it manifests that the the guy ringing the data core manifests as just a landline phone call in this girl's house. Yeah. Um, maybe our, maybe not the first little clue, but definitely like a a sign that this is kind of a, not a real place that she's in. It's not. It's this is this is the figment, not the library. Yeah, and and I don't think it quite makes sense. Okay, <laughs> almost because, certainly like, not. But go on. No, because like. You know, not to jump ahead, but she's a computer, right? Yes. Like, she's, the, the whole thing is that she's like a computer and Dr. Moon is like a computer and they're like infrastructure to protect the library. Yeah. But like, what the fuck's her dad? <laughs> <laughs> and like, and there's there's like a moment where like the doctor, you know, like they miss the call or whatever, but then he somehow connects through the TV and... Apparently he can see her, but what? What's he looking so at? The, so yeah, the computer has created this simulation for them to visualize as well. I guess it's one of them things, isn't it? The more you go down the rabbit hole, yeah, it's it's all it's supposed to be purposefully vague and not thought about that much. And and like I am completely ruining it by just <laughs> be, being my pedantic self and being like, well, how does this work? But it, it, but, that's the fairy tale of it all, though, isn't it? There, there's there's not it answers. Is. It's yes. It's you know a bit of love, bit of faith, bit of magic, bit of. She gets. She moves about by wishing for fuck's sake. Yeah, I mean, it's nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> really, <laughs> it's the it's the mad ramblings of a child. You're not really supposed to yeah. to look into it as in depth as I do. But yeah, but it'd be pretty fucking. It would ruin the magic of the episode and the charm of it if and and, and Doctor Moon was like, and how do you get around Charlotte? And she was like zero one one zero zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that wouldn't be great. Um, all right, so Mrs. Musk dies. All yes, right, Mrs. Musk. And you love this scene. Uh, obviously, I cheered. Yeah, how, how could you not? Um, this is a fucking. It's a horrible scene. Yeah, it is. So there's, the, so there's this construct, this kind of like a way for people to cling on. Not, not really. Like it's a, it's an. Imp- I think the doctor describes it as a, a footprint on the beach, and mm. the tide is coming in. That's like they're not alive. It's, it's an impression left over. It's, it's the last echoes of what they were. Um, that, that line as, in itself, just a bit of Moffat flair, isn't it? It's just yeah. like it's a good fucking line. Yeah, it is. Good little it's metaphor, good yeah. Yeah. Russell um, would be like, it's, I don't know, <laughs> Russell would be a lot more childish with it, I think. Like, I don't know, the Floxel Florps, like something from this planet. Flops. He would, no, but the, I feel like Russell was more inclined to like have the Doctor call off to another adventure or something. Whereas Moffat is more in tune with like this beautiful metaphor that sums it up perfectly. Hmm. No. Do you not? Do you not think there's a? I think there's a there's a bit of a difference when the Doctor is written by Moffat. Yeah, no, there is, there is, but I I think Moffat can be sometimes guilty of doing a silly thing and being like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, like it's a schmiggly schmig and it 
it like fucking <laughs> schmiggle schmiggle or whatever. What what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. I You've no stooped idea. down to my level now. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. And then there's some that. there's some weird there's some weird jokes that Moffat like keeps insisting on putting in, which I think he thinks are funny, but they're just not. But you know, we'll get to that. We'll get to it. Yes. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So Miss Evangelista is dying. She's like being like, "Where's the nice woman? Where's Where's nice lady whose name I don't know or yeah. whatever." So she and she's you, dead. So it's it's the she's dead. She's a pile of bones. Of course she's dead. Yeah, <laughs> man. She's a big like, fucking Ha-ha! skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Some something something neural relay something consciousness something. She's around for a bit longer, but she's dead. Yeah. Um. And she loves ice cream. She. Lo- I didn't like that. I wasn't a fan no. of that. Why not? It's just like it's a beautiful scene, and then she's like ice cream, and I'm like, that made me laugh. I don't think it's supposed to make you laugh. I just, I don't, it didn't, it, it, I felt it undercut it a little bit, the saying ice I think, cream. No, I, th- I think that's kind of like the fucking, the point of it. It's, I don't think it's supposed to be like, aha, a bit of fun. It's like, <laughs> it's the, the, the message is so degraded. It's, it's, it's almost like fucking, you know, when Donna, like, spoiler alert, I guess, but when she starts going fucking binary, 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 it's almost like that. It's I just think like kids... the code breaks and it's like, what's the yeah. last thing I can latch onto to keep It's yeah. It's completely broken down. It's just the last remaining morsel of a thought there. And it's just like, it's not like, haha, look at that, she likes ice cream. It's like... No, oh. I, I didn't read it as that. <laughs> I didn't think well, it was... that's what you're saying. The consciousness <laughs> being like, before I go, can I have some ice cream? Guys, yeah. um, no, but I, yeah, I don't know. It was, it's it's good. It, either way, it's a very very beautiful scene. Um, once again, we get Donna being like, just like the most unwilling to do it, but of course she's going to step up and do it because of who Donna is and how empathetic she can be. Um, yeah, and I just I don't know, man. It, it, there's something about I, look for all the smack we talk about the actress, right? The character in itself, she's had a hard time of it. She's been bullied. She's like been thrown out of a thing twice and everyone's laughing at her and no one values her and then to just she she dies alone and the person she'd rather have talk her through the last her last moments of life is just a complete fucking stranger yeah like, oh god <laughs> just, bit sad bit sad just a bit yeah. yeah i think yeah but maybe we'll see her next week and she'll have a weird face um <laughs> one can only dream <laughs> one can only hope um right so the doctor gets a packed lunch yes um he gets a nice little chicken salad um i think if you make a chicken salad you don't put in a whole fucking leg of chicken like yeah right yeah you you'd want like boneless so you can like chop it up and stuff wouldn't you surely yeah get rid of the yeah because you you know you eat it with a fork and mix it all up yeah, together exactly you're not just like oh, i've got some salad, and I'll just have this bone of chicken, I guess. It's quite... It's like, oh, a chicken salad? No. Chicken and a salad. In the same yeah, that's, container. That's what it is, yeah. It's not chicken salad. It's chicken and a salad. I mean, it's it's purely done so we can throw the bone into the shadow and it can be like, ooh, spooky. Yeah. Whatever. It's better but, to see the bone come out, but that's not how you make a yeah. salad. I don't know what kind of lunch River Song is making, but... Yeah. <laughs> a lunch game week. <laughs> lunch game week indeed they could have just had chicken someone could have just had chicken they didn't need to make it a salad that's true yeah <laughs> someone could have just had a whole you know when you go to asda you get like a whole chicken in a bag or whatever <laughs> like you, know, you get the rotisserie yeah 
it's still on the thing. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's still speared through. Just spinning around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I he does a, he does a cool little uh, torch flip, which I like. And he's, he does. He, yeah. I always remember that. That's that's like a trailer moment. I think. Like uh, almost certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Flipping the torch. Look at me. I'm a big action hero. It, sort of thing. It hasn't felt that pose for the camera since you know i'm a time lord i'm 903 years old and i can blah 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 definitely Um, so yeah definitely i perfected this flip um to the (laughs) point where working my second bar reference but working behind a bar uh i did this with the more weighty glasses i was always doing this flip yeah i wouldn't want to attempt it now i'm out of practice but thought you were tom cruise in cocktail (laughs) just Look, throwing those bottles around. <laughs> if I, Nathan, unfortunately, you've committed a sin, right? Because every bartender and and do it with me now just groaned because they have heard countless fifty-year-old men be like, anytime someone moves a glass, they're like, "It's bloody Tom Cruise, bloody cocktail." Once again, I am having a bartender complain to me <laughs> about their work as a bartender. Sorry, sorry, I, I apologize. <laughs> I need to. It's 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 just ingrained into me. Um. Nathan, before the Doctor starts throwing pack lunches, um, we get a scene, and my only note of this scene uh, is Dr. Moonfius. <laughs> All right, well, what does that mean? <laughs> the real world is a lie. Only you can save them, Charlotte Anderson. Isn't that the end of the episode? No, we got, I mean, I wrote it here, unless I, my notes are... I'm pretty sure that's like the hook into the end of the episode. Uh, well, I, maybe I've just got a lot of notes about the end of the episode. Yeah, I do. Because oh. the end of the episode is more the who turned out the lights runaway thing. Yeah, so everyone's turning into skeletons. There's two shadows. Dave or other Dave or proper Dave, whichever Dave. Mm. There's too many Daves, all right? But one of them's got two shadows. Yeah. And then he turns into a big skeleton. And then everyone's like, oh, you're a skeleton. And then he's like, what's going on? Who turned out the lights? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does. He is like that, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, but we we well we haven't said or we haven't got to it or but we'll get to it now. They're like, um, oh, we need to find a way out of here. Where's the, where, where do we go? And then Donna's like, oh, they make everyone go through the shop. Doctor, you love a shop. You always mention a shop, and it's mm. like, I do love a shop. You're absolutely right, Donna. Look at that. There's teleports. Great. So we send Donna back to the TARDIS via a teleport. Horrifying. Ah, oh, really scary. Awful. Yeah. Horrendous. She's just like. Like fucking screaming as she's like vaporized into atoms in the TARDIS. Like, ah, oh, awful stuff. A great scream. That is, yes, that is a top tier horror scream from Catherine yeah. Tate. You know who's not got a good scream? Miss Evangelista. Yeah, true. Yeah, there's a moment where she's like just stumbling around in that like little room and she's just like, and then it like cuts to the other room and then she just goes like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all go, what was that? And yeah. they come running and then she's a skeleton. It's but not like... quite blood curdling, is it? Like, it's not quite. No, it, it, was, it just smelled very, like, you want to do another swing of that? Or... <laughs> go on, do just... it. Or at least use some, like, stock. Like, yeah. just use yeah. someone else. She's not Get on screen. someone else to do it, yeah. Um, Add a bit of fucking gravitas and roughness to it, not just a little, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> I'm a skeleton. <laughs> Oh no, I'm a little skeleton boy. Um, before Donna takes that L, she's delivered <laughs> fucking L. Okay, no, she's delivered a bit more of a. a she, we get a bit of sizzle, which I think is oh. really clever. Okay, yes, just a very good way to tee us up towards certain things that will be coming up. Um, there's a crucial component of this episode, and and it kind of 
is, you know, everyone's talking about it, or at least the three main people are talking about it, uh, is yeah. that River Song is from the Doctor's future, which is why the Doctor doesn't know her, but she knows the Doctor. She seemingly she has... calls him young. She, yes, oh, yeah. Which is weird. And he's yeah. like, I'm not. And she's like, oh, you don't. You have no idea, mate. <laughs> he is, though. He's a baby. He is really. a little baby, yeah. He's a baby compared to what we know now. He's a young little boy. Mm. Real spring chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Bro's not even a thousand. Yeah. <clears throat> what a youthful little man. <laughs> Bless him. Um, but yeah, so River, we get that amazing moment where Donna's just kind of talking to River and the doctor says Donna's name. And then that mm. look that River Song just gives her is very yeah. much like a, oh, fuck, yeah, that's Donna. Like, he does that, uh, just as a quick side note, he does that, like, he says her name, but in that way, like, where he's just basically telling her to shut the fuck up while he tries to concentrate. Donna! Just that, just that, Donna! <laughs> sort of thing, which I always enjoy. <laughs> it is good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I can't remember how I, like, reacted to this when I first watched it, but, like, just a bit chilling, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is a bit. Yeah, she's like... Donna's immediately like, well, why don't you know me if you're from the future? And she's just like, oh, horrified look, but not saying anything. Yeah. Oh, a bit of a red herring, I think, because I think like we're, we're supposed to like by the end of the episode, we're supposed to be like, oh, that. Yeah. Oh, OK, that makes sense. And then we're kind of lulled into a sense of false security, kind of. We're like, oh, this already happened. You know? Like, yeah. It was, but the was doctor wrong. saved the day. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we're fine. Nothing bad is going to happen now, right? Uh, right? <laughs> I guess not. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just just a scary moment. Um, and you also get the the doctor and River have one of their little chats as well. We said she calls him um, young. They have that kind of brief moment where actually I think this might be a little bit further back. Um, yeah it is this is a bit earlier yeah but I want to talk about it anyway just quickly there's this I don't know uh, I I don't know how much to say now because I don't want to for people that are just listening fresh Mm. but like I mean surely people know the concept of River Song right they know don't say what she is to him don't reveal who she is okay that's fine I can work around that yeah Um, Yeah. there's a moment where she realises that this is the youngest she's ever seen him this is as predated as it gets so does is is that does something click for her in that moment does she know then what will happen of her in the next episode well it's tough to say right it is i i don't think so Hmm. i i don't think so i think she she just knows first time for him means last time for her really but she doesn't I, know. She doesn't quite know why it's the last time for her. I think she just right. knows that, like, this is sort of it, really. Um, and and like I said earlier, like this is why like some of the sort of stuff doesn't quite line up mm. because, like, in you know, as, as her story goes on and stuff a little later down the line, it's like the the last the last episode she's appeared in. I mean, so far she can come back at any time, I guess. But the last episode she has appeared in up to now, um, it, it kind of like gives the impression that like she knows what's to come, and she knows right. she's going to see. She knows her time with the Doctor is done, basically. I see. But then in this one, she's like, 
we're good friends and we've still got adventures to come maybe you know <laughs> yeah because they're like che- she's like checking the diary and stuff but you know but like it's a story that went on for like over well just uh, just about 10 years or so so like you know it's and also it's a time travel show there's leeway there's stuff yes. that could never be explained yes it's all you know like fucking mm. ripples and whatnot but yeah i do i love the concept of this not being and we can talk about this freely because this is 10's last season um she this i love wow. that oh yeah 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 well yeah exactly yeah season and a bit you know yeah true um yeah but I, I i love the concept of like and this is very unique to the doctor that this is not her doctor this is not the one she knows that well yeah um yes so yeah i don't know i can't obviously i can't speak to like everything about what happens in, in the future and where it all goes and everything but it's 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 kind of like that added layer of distance between them because not only does he not know who the fuck she is, but she, like, she'd recognise his face, but there's still that complete disconnect between them physically. It does kind of get, it does kind of give the impression that she's at least had some of her adventures with the Tenth Doctor, perhaps. Oh, really? And we just aren't... Well, I think just the way she she talks, because, like, she she recognises him. It's not like she's, like... The fuck are you? Oh, you know? oh, and yeah, and I just also remembered another yeah. scene. And then she's like, she's looking up like the diary, and she's like, "Have we done this yet? Have we done this yet?" And that kind of stuff. So you like, should know he would have looked like someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't know. But then there's like, oh, there's all kinds of stuff. I don't know. But Let, it's let's clear. let's move on from her because like, yes, great concept. We'll talk about it more. We'll talk, about, we we'll, we'll talk about her a lot more next week yes. as well because yeah. I feel like we get we get more information revealed next week and stuff So and it opens up a bit of freedom for us to discuss it yeah it opens <laughs> up a bit of room for, for speculation and stuff so we can yeah. talk more freely I guess but yeah um, anyway um, proper Dave thinks he's all good he's like you know, he's a skeleton we already talked about him fuck proper Dave <laughs> who turned out the lights skeleton oh you, you want to move go on through. yeah let's move on yeah, <laughs> okay, we're yeah. at 126 Lawrence let's move on um, I <laughs> love the little parallel um, it's little things that make you realise how important River is we're given little clues throughout but it, I mean it, it it's she takes the doctor's role she grabs his hand looks at him and says run yeah 100% yeah great little parallel yeah really good really good um, is that the moment where he's like the node? Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're, we're on right. the edge now. We're on the end. All right, so we got the node. So like we we're like he's like, oh no, Donna's not back to the TARDIS. My screwdriver would have told me apparently. Um, so then <laughs> it can't like, open a fucking wooden door, but it can do that. <laughs> yeah, it can. Yeah, it's a wonderful piece of technology. Yeah. Um, so like he like talks to a node, and then he's like, "Hello, it's me. I'm Donna." <laughs> That's what yeah. it says as well. That's what it says. Donna Noble has been saved. Donna Noble has left the library. Mm. Creepy. Creepy. Very creepy. Because we get that bit of insight later on, don't we, about how yeah. uh, like 4,022 save no survivors. Side note, it seems very low. It does, doesn't it, for a planet? It for for <laughs> Yeah, since considering this place is a whole fucking planet, 4,000... I feel like you could have... 4022 inside the British Library at any one time. Yeah. Like, well, you said it, it though, didn't you? People don't like books anymore. Well, yeah, maybe. But and I don't know. 4022, just hardcore nerds. 4022 seems like a ridiculously low number for an entire planet. 
Yeah, it does a little bit. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think I think maybe it was like they wanted to do the million million thing for Vash and Arada, so they had to think of like a comparatively low number of humans. <laughs> yeah. To the, for them to be considerably outnumbered. Yeah, otherwise it'd be yeah. like, oh, there's like a billion people chilling on this on this planet. And, yeah. and as for Vash and Arada, there's a billion, billion, <laughs> trillion, billion. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um, this is one of my favourite types of cliffhangers because it's, it's, it's something that Doctor Who does so well, whereas a good tune playing, right, mm. And, dun, some, dun, and some dun, creepy, dun, ominous dun, dun, lines of dialogue. <laughs> I don't know if you want me to talk over this or not. Or should yeah, I wait for yeah, you? <laughs> now I'm scoring what you're saying. Oh, okay, good. Dun, 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 um, yeah, so this is going on in the background, this, this song. Um, and then you get... Is it even this song? <laughs> Maybe not. Stop it, I can't think. <laughs> Da, da, da. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> all right, no, go on. You get look, you get good music, um, which we can all imagine in our own heads, um, and then you get just two, like, like these lines shouldn't be scary, but it's the work that the episode has done. A man walking around going, "Hey, who mm. turned out the lights?" shouldn't be yeah. terrifying, but it is. Yeah. Um, and Donna being like, "Donna Noble has left the library. Donna Noble has been saved." Again, means nothing out of the context. It's not like two things have been like, I'm going to get you, <laughs> where yeah. everyone knows what that means. It's just, <laughs> it's nonsense. If you tuned in on a Saturday night to this last five minutes, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? And it's it's great. It's, I think it's the same way that, like, you know, fucking Are You My Mummy mm. is ridiculous. <laughs> and, like... Mommy. But in, but yeah, fucking bone chilling in the in the fucking in the context of the episode. Yeah. But outside of it, you're like, ah, fun, you know, <laughs> like, kind of lame yeah. as well. Outside of the context, exactly. Yeah. Hey, who turned down the lights? That's something I say a lot. Yeah. Weirdly enough, it seems like the most quotable, but it's not one that I do all that often. I do it quite a lot. I'm always like, hey, who turned down the lights? Do you do it in Dave's voice as well, like that? Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. Um, anyway, good stuff, Nathan. That's all I have to say on the episode. What do you make of it as a whole? I'm very excited to come back next week and to talk more about these books and skeletons and find mm. out what happened to Donna's face. As am I. I didn't watch the next time trailer. I thought I'm just going to raw dog next week's episode. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <okay. laughs> well, there we are then. <laughs> I also didn't watch it to be fair. Yeah, I usually do. But yeah. some no, of that, I think I it was because it was mind. it was after the credits and I was like, I'm not watching this. I'm, I'm not sitting through all this. I'm not sitting through these credits. Although the credits I don't think I've talked about this, but I always like watching the credits because the credits are the only place you get the um it's called the middle eight, but the part of the theme song where it's yeah. like da 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 da, which I fucking love. I always think they should put that in the main bit, really. Yeah, well, I mean, you're gonna get onto my argument of two long theme songs, though, if you do. That, make it longer, I say. <laughs> make it longer. I want five. Do you know what's like? Like, I know it's a good song, right? But like the mm. Game of Thrones theme song. Yeah. I don't know a single person that didn't watch it once and then go, "I'm gonna skip it." Me? No, no. I I think, right, we've gone too far in the opposite way. We've gone too much like you, where we're like, 
no theme song or whatever. <laughs> okay. I I I love a good intro sequence, hmm. good lengthy uh, intro sequence of good song. I will watch Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon theme song intro sequence every single time. Okay, <laughs> for some reason the um, same one, <laughs> the exact same one. Yeah, I don't know why, but whatever. Um, because I enjoy it. I, I fucking enjoy singing along. I always watch The Crown every single time in full fucking sequence. What's that one? Give me that one again. Oh, it's like slow and medallic and like um I, I couldn't even give you it off the top of my head but it's like but you love it <laughs> i do i do no, no i do i genuinely do i i'm saying like fucking i think my one criticism about the the doctor who theme like in the new ones in the you know 60th and presumably onwards too short Oh, it see, seems I to be like over it too short quickly and sweet get no. in get out get done no make it longer make it so much longer too perfect let me sit in it let me sit in it and get amped what i want see i i would i would take this right my my ideal title sequence is an invincible title card job done that's not a title sequence all right that's a title card but i like them (laughs) (laughs) it's not a title sequence all right but then and also like with invincible you have to deal with the cringe of of you You say cringe i say earnest and fun i i say the cringe of me like well, let's hope he's up to the task. <laughs> to defeat this enemy, Mark really is going to have to be <laughs> invincible. Da, da, da. <laughs> no, it's a title card. It's not. A, it's not a theme. It's not an intro. It's not an intro sequence. I want fully fledged, minimum sixty seconds yeah. title sequence. All right. What about minimum? Peacemaker? I said yes. Incredible, but short and snappy, but also fun and cool. I love that. It wasn't short and snappy. It was a whole fucking dance number. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a short dance number. It's like, I, I would, I can't factually prove this, but I would say it's under a minute or just over a minute. Oh, I think it is under a minute. Yeah, I'm a, I think it is under I'm a minute. I'm going to find out quickly. I know full well that Warner Brothers would have uploaded that as a clip on its own. It almost certainly would have. But I, I think we need more longer title sequences. It, Make them longer. It's 128 or no, maybe. Yeah, about 128. No, that'll have a that'll have a card at the end. I I, ju- I just looked; it's like three seconds of a card. Okay. Yeah. Um, Fair. Yeah. Anyway, that was pointless. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. But yeah, like make your title sequences longer. And because, I say make them shorter. Yeah, you do because fuckheads with ADHD who like just can't <laughs> handle it. You want to take another run then, at that one? No, I'm sticking to it. I don't think you should. <laughs> no, I'm gonna stick fuckheads like you with ADHD. Oh, that important it. distinction that you've made there. Because yeah. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> fuckheads like you with ADHD who uh, as who can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what I can handle. Oh, it's too long. Get over it. <laughs> Check your phone. All right. If you if you can't see through it. Fucking baby's first title sequence over here. <laughs> Bring back the fucking long X-Men ones, I say. Oh, my God. Although that is a banger, to be fair. Exactly. Uh, anyway, Nathan, tell you something that I can handle. No, that's that was, um, that was X-Men animated. Oh, which one do you think? Oh, you want the you want the intros. You want like, the, yeah, all the, the, the he credits. He will not be named director from the... Oh, from the, oh uh, God. No, don't bring them yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you no, fucking always... You always clown off on spider-man for doing the same thing yeah no spider-man's awful because, <laughs> they're like, the better ones they're the ones no, that no, no, incorporate no, no, no. some no, art not. concept no, art not. in the webs it's... no no spider-man's are the bad ones but i think they're too long but they are good <clears throat> no 
All right. I'll tell you something that is good, Nathan. Our lovely reoccurring segment that we do every week called... And it has a lovely theme, which <laughs> is the perfect length. Weirdo of the Week! Weirdo. Anyway, Lawrence, this is everyone's favourite segment of the show. It's called Weirdo of the Week, where every week we get the chance to take a look at some of the weird and wonderful and grubby little characters who come across our screens each and every week. And uh, this week, Lawrence, I want to know who's your little weird cunt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my weirdo of the week, Nathan, yes. uh, is proper Dave. Ooh. Mm. Which one is that? That's the one that goes, hey, who turned out the lights, but not yet. Ah, okay, right. Um, Why is it proper, Dave? So the doctor's having a little scan, right? He's, he's, he's doing as the doctor often does. He's kind of crouched down. He's having a little sonic about just yeah. assessing what's going on. Yeah. The doctor is sca- Everyone else is on one side of the room, by the way. And the doctor yeah. is like millimeters away from Dave's knees. He's scanning. And it's like Dave is clearly in the way. Yeah, and everyone else has moved. He's got the memo, but Dave is just chilling. The doctor asks him to move, and he just seemingly for no reason because he he seems like a pretty normal guy, just a regular bloke for most of the episode. Mm. But the doctor says, Can "You like shift," and he's like, "Why? <laughs> You're in the fuck? What do you mean? Why <laughs> you were in the way?" Is it is it was it kind of like when um when you're like hoovering? And someone's like sat on the couch. That's exactly what I've written down. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's it's you feel a sense of awkwardness, don't you? And you're like, I should yeah. get out of the way of this. I should I should move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just and if someone's like it, it, like even if someone's <clears> like looking for something around you, and you're just yeah. sat there, and I'm like, I should either help oh, or yeah. at least should, get out I of the way. Look. Yeah. What I'll do is I'll just like pick up the cushion next to me and be like, oh, no one do that. It's not out of there, and I've done all I, I helped. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what else I could possibly do in this scenario. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I have exhausted all my options. Here, <laughs> so, I, uh, I don't know. Well, there we are. Proper Dave. Mm. What, a, what a fuckhead. Yeah, just a prick. Not nice. <laughs> yeah. Not a nice thing to do. I'm glad he died. I think he's all right. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I think he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. He's fine. He seems like a nice bloke. Nathan, nice who is your weirdo? Donna Noble. Oh, no, stop doing it. <laughs> Donna Noble, <laughs> no, Donna Noble Lawrence. Oh yes, is my weird for this week. Um, so there's a scene <clears throat> we did actually speak about it a little bit earlier, where it's it's the scene um, where River is like, "Oh, you're Donna Noble, you're," and then she's like, "Blah blah blah." Oh no, she's it's actually a little bit before that where she's like, she's explaining how her and the doctor like meet out of sync. Okay, which. I understand can be a little bit complicated. And I understand mm. Donna is like... She's not the sharpest still in the shed, okay? Like, <laughs> she... Not with, she, not with the space stuff. Not with, like, all that space nonsense and, like, Martians and all that carry on, all right? Yeah. Like, she knows her way around the office like it's the back of her hand. But, like, <laughs> all this space techno babble carry on, she's not here for it, yeah. all right? Um, but I, I feel like what River was saying was fairly concise, I, I understand sense. it, and I don't. I'm not interested in all that tech stuff. But Donna gets weirdly aggressive. <laughs> like, like River's just like talking and like just explaining that like 
oh he's a time traveler so he hasn't met me yet but yeah. i've met him and and it's like fairly straightforward and donna's just like what the fuck are you talking about is <laughs> he's just like so and that's when the talks is like donna yeah <laughs> like he has to rein her in a little bit wind it in donna. <laughs> yeah. but she she gets so aggressive and i'm like this this seems weird. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know Donna's like an abrasive person, and that's like part of the fun of her, and <laughs> and we and we love that. But this just seemed a little much for me. Yeah, I was like, calm down. I don't know. Yeah, we're all we're trying to help. This. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're all friends here. Right. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Is that Donna's first weirdo? Is that her first entry? It's her first entrance. Yeah, and possibly her last. But um, it's hard to say. Weirdo moments. Yeah, you just can't recall them. You have you, to know. You in can't. The it's true. It's true. You can't predict. You can't predict. But hey, hey, indeed. There we are. Uh, there we are. Nathan, do we have any tweets or emails that you'd like to read? What's this, Lawrence? <laughs> you do this every week. When I say that, I want you to explain. Okay, the I don't know what you meant. I know you do. You don't know what I mean every week, Nathan. What you do is you send a little tweet out and you say, "Hey, we're talking about this episode. We let the good people have their say. They can either tweet us or they can send us a little email at stillgotlegspodcast at gmail dot com." And you have compiled those uh, those musings and those those thoughts and feelings, and you are going to read me them now. <laughs> well, when you say I've compiled them, I've gone to my twitter notifications page and all. that's a that's a oh. collation that's that's you've you've done something well, i've i've not done that <laughs> yeah the, uh, Tallulah the riley's are... ex-husband has done that for yeah, you. exactly the developers at x.com have done that <laughs> thank you very much that sounds gross yeah. that still doesn't sounds sound like porn. right no it sounds like porn that's a, hang on that's anyway. another thing he does in that weird deranged interview he just keeps calling it twitter yeah he calls it twitter <laughs> what's <laughs> yeah. wrong with you so even he is like Oh, what a fuckhead. <laughs> um, anyway, um, oh, <laughs> this this uh, first tweet uh, is two tweets, and it's from at Soupy Soup Brain, who once again has changed their name on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's now Magri Nama Pintama Laureus Acorn Holders. <laughs> it's just getting more... More long and absurd, um, and again, still have not mentioned it, so, so there we go. Uh, Super Super Brain says, the way this episode lines up so perfectly with River Song Adventures up to almost 10 years down the line is insane. Maybe Moffat just got lucky, uh, but the fact we got a satisfying conclusion to a multi-Doctor saga in her very first appearance, and also a banger episode, is so cool. I agree. Yeah, I cannot speak to stuff. where it all goes, but yes, I, I do think it's cool that she's like, she's a she's a mainstay. She's one of the only people to escape uh, RTD one uh, and come through consistently. Kind of, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, it's it's odd mm. that she's here because she's. You're too early. Was, go go the other exactly, way. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to spoil it and say what she is, but it's like, it's a uh, she's not supposed to be here. Yeah, feels strange. Yeah. There's there's characters who she has a very close relationship and connection with, which don't exist yet. They haven't even. <laughs> they probably haven't even been conceptualized. Exactly. Yeah. It feels bizarre to me. <laughs> it feels so strange. Um. Anyway. Um. And then a second tweet from Magri Nama Pama Papa Lama 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 Acorn Holder. Yeah. Says 
Also, at G Cactus Face should keep making never-ending story references. <laughs> it had me cackling. Ten out of ten stuff. Uh, we agree, absolutely. Yeah, because <laughs> you know exactly what <laughs> never-ending story is, don't you, Lawrence? Wait, what? Hang on, I'm confused. Oh, we're not. Oh my god, have you? <laughs> oh really? Are you are you doing a bit? No. What have I forgotten? This is the third week in a row we've done this. Is this the horse thing? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, I do. Our tracks. <laughs> okay, yeah. Now yes. I, I, I'm somewhat on the same page now. Okay. Uh, um, he done us. He done us. He Don't mispronounce got... another name because you know what happened last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we got in this mess. He done us. Uh, River Song, my favourite Doctor Who character. The beginning of an amazing journey that lays the groundwork for one of the Doctor's most important relationships. Silence in the Library was always a favourite and is more special knowing what we know in brackets. Spoilers. Very true. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good point. Um, Greg Cactus Face hey. says, one of two tweets from Greg Cactus Face says, this episode has a feature of light being cast by non-natural sources. Many Major League Baseball fields are lit by artificial lights. Without the protection of this artificial light, the game would be lost to darkness, much like the archaeolog- <laughs> archaeologists. Archaeolog- archaeologists. I fucked this up, Greg. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Greg, this is my fault. I completely fucked up the delivery because I can't say archaeologists. That's hey, you it. got it. You did it. Archaeologists in this episode. I am so sorry. I butchered I was that. Enjo- I was deeply enjoying that until Nathan fumbled it, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, How's yes, Greg going to hand you gold like that and you do him, you do him so do? Well, locally, Greg has handed us two portions of gold this week because Greg actually replied to Soupy Soup Brain's tweet and <laughs> said, in a way, this episode is all about the dangers books can pose. This is the same as the never-ending story as you can essentially blame the kids reading the never-ending story book for that horse drowning. Um, so now we have two things. <laughs> it seems like... So now, Greg... Greg seems to have... Uh, Increased, he seems to have doubled his curse. Greg, basically. Greg, for this second <laughs> curse, can you always reply to it under that tweet, that specific tweet? Greg, so, so that Nathan no, always don't... has to backdate this reason. <laughs> you don't need, you don't need to do that, Greg. Uh, <laughs> Matt Kinahan at Matt underscore Kinahan says, "God bless G Cactus Face," and I agree. Yep. So was that, so was that the whole? That's the whole tweet, yeah. That's the whole tweet. So now this segment is just the Greg Cactus Face praise hour, yep. I guess. Yep. So, and you know what? Completely fair. Uh, Kai Armstrong. Funny story. I missed this episode on my first watch through by accident. So watching the second part of this episode without the context was very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I also never understood if the Vashta Narada needs something to cast a shadow to hunt it or not as the first one makes one. I think, yeah, I don't think they do need shadows because they can seemingly just make their own, don't they? Well, yeah, they just... Uh, uh, do they make the shadows or do they like they form them themselves so they're not casting anything are they i don't think they're casting it i think they can somehow make the shadow well that's just, I don't the, think that's just the clump of them in the space 
right. I don't think so because then they'd have a physical presence, wouldn't they? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they can they can create what is like the illusion of a shadow, but they don't need to latch onto a shadow. Well, they they latch onto you crossing that shadow, but yeah, but they don't need a shadow to begin with. They oh, can make I that. Thought about any of this. Yeah, it's confusing stuff. It's very. <laughs> I don't know. We said but, about hey. the 2008 time travel show designed for children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's baffling it to me. It is. It's baffling and absurd. And yeah. quite frankly, I will never understand it. Um, this one. Uh, oh, when did this come? Did I read this? No, this one is from our good friend Jared Coastal, Yay. aka Jeff, uh, who wrote in last week to ask us to give us a shout out to his wife who hates uh, Doctor Who but has met Jodie Whittaker a few times but has met Jodie Whittaker yes uh, hello I showed Yasmin's lengthy shout out to her she was impressed and thanks to you both for taking the time to do it no appearance of the baby yet afraid we can't call him Nathan as that's my brother's name your brother has taste but I <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no I should have read on um, <laughs> I'm afraid we can't call him Nathan, as that's my brother's name. And he's a massive twat. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, 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 it sounds about right now. I'm starting to make sense Oh, come of it. on, come on. <laughs> Calling the baby the triple-barreled name, still got legs, is still on the cards, though. So as long as he is born with all four names, <laughs> so, so he can still have legs. Uh, Yasmin was shocked at the thought of attending any sort of Doctor Who-style <laughs> Comic-Con I think her words were something like, no fucking way. Um, <laughs> I once took her to a live recording of Red Dwarf, where she thought, uh, sorry, which she thought was awful. She found the <laughs> warm-up guy, Ray Peacock, way funnier than the show. Uh, she must be the only person in the world to have only seen Red Dwarf recorded live, but never seen an actual episode of it. I've never seen an episode of Red Dwarf. Nor have I. <laughs> no, I, I know it's like a funny space show with... That guy from Coronation Street, but I have, I've never seen an episode. It's a big blind spot for us, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, as for meeting Jody, Yasmin met her at various playgroups around the time of her final appearance as the Doctor. Oh. Apparently, she's very nice and down to earth, despite knowing who she is. Um, as she had seen me watch Jody's run, she made a point of discussing everything but Doctor Who with Jody. Um, anyway, thanks for the shout out. I will try and get Mrs. Lemon to leave you a review. <laughs> Thank you very much. All the best, Jared. Yes. Thank you uh, very much to Jared and Yasmin. Indeed. Um, I look forward to Baby Still Got Legs uh, coming very soon. But not Nathan the Twat. But not Nathan the Twat. Yes. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Uh, Perfect. Anything else? Yes. Uh, just two more emails to go. This one's from Matt K. Uh, good day, Nathan and Laszlo. I hope you boys are enjoying the new episodes of Doctor Who. Yep. I certainly am. Uh, anyway, onto the topic at hand. What an episode! It's a testament to Moffat's ability to use time travel in effective way to benefit the story. Mm. River Song's story as a concept is just brilliant. Uh, I bring with me some uh, fun location facts this week. Uh, number one, the area of the library they spend a good portion of this episode in is the reading room of uh, UWTSD, Swansea Campus. Oh, I can figure that out. Uh, University 
Wales, the Southern Division. (laughs) I feel like you were overly confident there. (laughs) I feel like I was. Um, The visited room, uh, sorry, I visited the room on a few occasions and was definitely surreal walking there for the first time. Uh, can relate. The books seen in the bookcases in the background were still prop books when I was there, seven or eight years later. Ironic, considering the room's name. Uh, number three, the u- oh, that was number two, by the way. Number three, <laughs> the university hosts a Bushi uh, award ceremony in this room. However, if they happen to leave several bottles of champagne out for the guests, don't steal one, you'll get caught. I assume Matt is speaking from experience there. <laughs> yeah, it seems so. <laughs> Finally, I bring you a good old Doki Who conspiracy. I believe that the Goblin song, featured in promotional clips for the Christmas special, I don't know what that is, nope. was previously uh, early, was previewed early intentionally. As it's the only song from the new soundtrack to be released officially and is currently number one on the UK iTunes charts. Will it be Christmas number one, thus boosted exposure for this era of our beloved show? All the best, Matt K. Um, yes. Okay. Yes. And also, it's for charity, so they kind of get away with it. They definitely get... I, I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's, gonna, yeah. It's, it's just a genius way to bring new eyes to it. Cause, and... I don't think Lad Baby brought out a song this year. Thank God. Yes. So Thank God, quite frankly. We've all been spared for that. So What kind of get... sausage roll antics are they up to this year? <laughs> yes. The thing is, though, I don't know if it's going to be Christmas, Christmas number one because it needs to sustain. Mm. And I don't know if it will because I feel like it's a, a half funny thing at the moment, but I don't know if it can sustain until... It, it's got to... For it to be Christmas number one, it's got to be number one still by next Sunday, which... It's unlikely. Yeah. I think it would be more likely if Doctor Who had another Mm. special coming out before Christmas. Yeah, maybe. Also, did you know that they... (laughs) I don't know if this is, like, true or just a social media joke. She's called Janice Goblin. You see? The Goblin, yeah. The Goblin, she put out... Well, Russell T Davies put out a statement from Janice the Goblin... Uh, or not Janice the Goblin, Janice Goblin, which is obviously Janice Joplin, a little play. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> Great stuff. That's, yeah, I, I don't think right. it will stay at number one, but it's definitely a marketing ploy. Like, putting it out and going for a number one is definitely what they're up to, trying to get new eyes. I mean, it's all marketing. I mean, yeah. It's promotional material that they released, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, it's good fun, though. It's a, it's a surprisingly very good song. It's catchy. Um, I listened to it twice it today while doing some cooking. There you go. Mm. There you go. Thank you very much, Matt. Um, Thank you. I, I will look up whatever UWTSD is. I'm assuming it's Swansea University. Uh, go Swans. Um, <laughs> Tom, uh, Tom Monty. Uh, still got arms. That's the subject line. Yep. Hi, Nathan and Lawrence. I'm a late comer to your podcast, but over the past few weeks, I've been listening to all your episodes in order, and I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Oh, thank you very much. And I'm welcome. an Amazon delivery driver, so your podcasts have been a great accompaniment to my travels. But now I'm caught up, and it feels like a great tragedy that I now have to wait for that weekly. Uh, for the, I have to wait weekly for new episodes. That is always a bit of a 
so, like I always feel lost whenever I do that. Whenever I like just binge a podcast and then I'm yeah. like a whole week until are you mad? <laughs> I have to insane? wait with the normies. Yeah. Yes. Oh god. Um That feels strange. Going... I'm being anticipated by someone. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> well, I guess that's rare for you. I thought, <laughs> I thought Weirdo of the Week was a great addition, and although I initially thought the theme song was unnecessarily long, I've grown to love it, and I particularly like the bit right at the end where the man says Weirdo, so matter-of-factly. It's a Dalek, not a man. <laughs> no, it's um, you. No, it's... <laughs> It's me as a Dalek. Unfortunately, we could not get Nicholas Briggs uh, to do the voice. But look, I, I worked with what I had, okay, which is um, a voice changer. Which is this one. It's just this. And I just make myself sound like a Dalek. Yeah, you do. You which do. I think is quite good. I don't, look, I'll be honest. The first time you debuted it, my notes were yes. long. Which has become far more of a contentious point than I thought it would ever become. And also, I was like, yeah, that's good. I'm content with that Dalek impression. I think it works. I think the Widow of the Week theme song is the perfect length. And I think you can fuck off. Okay, fair enough. Um, (laughs) a A few episodes ago, you asked the audience if they prefer shorter or longer episodes. Definitely the latter. Please make them even longer. Maybe like six hours. That would be nice. You know what? I genuinely think we could. But like, there is what's mental about this <laughs> is that I'm looking through my notes and there is stuff mm. I haven't mentioned. We're almost at two hours now. We can't and keep I, doing I, this. I know, and I feel like once we get to like the ninety minute mark, I you always get like a bit like, oh, we need to like rush through yeah. this. Like it's getting too long, man. But like, I don't, I don't know how we keep doing it, but. Hey, here we are. Um, I, I love that Thomas said that he likes longer episodes. I feel like you might be in the minority there, Tom. Yeah, we want, we want a consensus before we decide whether we need to start yes. start cutting and start getting in the trenches of, 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 of trimming, basically. I don't know why, but I just automatically assume everyone wants shorter episodes. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I, it, I guess it's like kind of like self-conscious thing my, my ideal pod if i'm a listener my ideal podcast length is two hours if it goes over two hours i'm yeah. like that's too long for me <sighs> and, it, oh, and if no, and, and i also, i often think like if it's like I, I want it to be at least an hour so i can like if i'm doing oh, like a 100%. long dog walk i don't run out of podcast if it's under an hour like i'm um, what's the point yeah you know <laughs> yeah i feel like that's a burn <laughs> on me <laughs> oh <laughs> you haven't done that in a while yeah, I know. We've been busy. It's December. All right, well, get on it. Sorry. Right. I know you're not listening anyway. It's under an hour. <laughs> uh, thoughts on Silence in the Library. This is still Tom, by the way. Uh, I like the bit where the egg on a stick with the face of Donna turns around and sees <laughs> Donna Noble has been saved. Uh, when I watched it for the first time as an eight-year-old. Eight-year-old. Ooh. Ooh. Eight-year-old. That makes you... Now, what's eight and fifteen? Don't ask me, man. I'm terrible at maths. You started this. Eighteen plus five, twenty-three. Oh, you're young. A youthful boy. A young boy. baby. A youthful boy. Whole life ahead of you. Um, that's assuming he watched the episode in two thousand eight. Could be even younger. Um, I'm only three years older than this man. <laughs> no, you're ancient, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Uh, when I watched it for the first time as an eight-year-old, I had nightmares about that for weeks. Love this two-parter, and now you think that it marks the start of the strongest succession of episodes for the rest of Series 4. The show peaks here, in my opinion, as an RTD stan. Love from Tom Monty. Well, thank you very much, Tom. Uh, we love you, and hey, maybe we will do that six-hour episode next week. Probably not. <laughs> not next week. <laughs> well, you never know. Tom, choose an episode, we'll make it six hours. <laughs> yeah, right back to us. Whatever your favourite episode is, uh, assuming we haven't already done it. I can't well, um, I can't promise it won't be a regular two-hour no. episode and then the Weirdo <laughs> of the Week theme looped for the remaining four hours. You're not editing it, so Look, maybe I'll It's just... your problem to deal with however you want. Yeah, maybe I'll just talk about all my favourite stuff for like four hours at the end. <laughs> and I've gone, so. I'm not there. <laughs> it's just me by myself. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful stuff. So that is what the common folk had to say, Lawrence. Well, lovely. I very much so enjoyed it. And I'll tell you what I also enjoy, Nathan. Uh, it is flipping over to a different tab so I can read you this. Um, thank you very, very much for listening, everyone. If you have enjoyed the show, then please leave a little five-star review. Nathan, have we got any to read out? Any new reviews? Oh, we have, actually. Um, let me just pick one at random here. Uh, this one, five stars. Love it. Um, it says, absolutely love this podcast. Jess, Dave, and Matt are absolutely gems and deserve to be known far and wide. The joke there is that it's a review for the Do Go On podcast. It's your favourite part about this joke, explaining that it's a joke. It really is, yes. Um, and then if I can just pick another one at random here. Um, see, the bad bit about it, though, is I have to then go back to Still Got Legs to get the actual How have you not will. just saved this review on a notes app by now? <laughs> I really should have. Should I? I should just screenshot it. Yeah. Uh, this one is from Jeff Lemon. He says, Still Got It, five stars. A wonderful podcast about a 60-year-old show that goes off on various bizarre tangents at the drop of a fez. A must-listen for me every week, especially as this review is read out every week. Never stop! And we never will. Do you think, Maybe. as a podcast, we're in danger of people just being like, like this getting old and people being like, <laughs> you can always skip the last 20 minutes? <laughs> oh, I, I, you can definitely skip the last 20 minutes. Like, I mean, it's true, yeah. At, at this point, this, <laughs> this is just, it's inaccessible to new listeners. <laughs> I don't think it's inaccessible. Well, I think no, it, it is. is. Well, I explained the joke. In that it's a different podcast. You explain review. one private joke in about eight that we have in the last 20 minutes of this show. The other joke is that we always read out the same review. <laughs> and there's always a baseball thing. And there's always a baseball thing. <laughs> Does that need explaining? I mean, that's just and, like a... and there's a new name, a new elongated username every week. <laughs> right, you, you might have a point. There's, there's too many. Hey, we love them all, but there is so many. I I think that it's a wonderful show. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And Nathan, if you are like me and think that other people should agree with the fuck that segue up. Anyway, follow us on Twitter. We are at Still Got Legs Pod. <laughs> Uh, that was where you'll get a little post uh, that will remind you that we've published a new episode. They come out every single Monday at 10 a.m. You can also. Uh, respond to nathan's tweets that he puts out every week you can give us your thoughts on an episode or alternatively you can uh, send us an email with your thoughts and feelings on the episode that we're going to be talking about so you can email us at still got legs no 
stillgotlegspodcast at gmail.com. That still feels strange. Nathan, I uh, am very aware of this. I'm not sure if you are, uh, that we actually have another podcast. No. Fair enough. It's called another... (laughs) Why are you doing this to me? See what happened. It is our pop culture podcast. We talk about all manner of things. Good. Lawrence, of course I am. It's called Another Happy Pod. It's our pop culture podcast where every week we discuss something in that realm. Could be a movie, a TV show, a video game, or a festive special. Much Whoa. like this week where we are discussing uh, the holiday for Christmas. Or Broadchurch for Christmas. Broadchurch Season 3 has just come out. You can get ready for the holiday. Yes. There you go. Beautiful stuff. And who doesn't love... The holiday. Lawrence, that's who. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's a good, fun time. Come join us, or don't. I'm not your mum. It's true, we're not your mum. Uh, thank you very, very much for listening. We will see you next week when we are talking about um, the Forest of the Dead. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.